Hey, and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. I am the pastor at Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington. Hey, so excited to have you join me today as we continue to look at what the scripture talks about and what it says about the role, the office of elder. Yesterday, we looked at how the, the one who desires or aspires to the office of overseer, they desire a noble task. And we looked at this is more task than it is title. It is a title, but it's, it's work. It's a calling to do the work within the church of leadership, to to be responsible for the flock. And now today we're going to continue and we're going to look at the same chapter, chapter 3, verses 2 through 7. And as we do, what we're going to see is we're going to see some key responsibilities for an elder and really the key character qualities or characteristics of an elder. And so would you turn with me? 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 2 through 7 says, An overseer excuse me, therefore an overseer must be above reproach. The husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders so that he may not fall into disgrace, into a snare of the devil. Lots here. Lots to work through. Let's go back to the top and let's just talk through this uh, and and pull out a few key points for our, our ancient way for our modern day. And so let's begin right here with verse two. It says, therefore, an overseer must be above reproach. Now, this is the key phrase when it comes to the character of an elder. An elder is to be above reproach, which means that they, they live a lifestyle that there are no accusations that stick to them. There's no need for an elder to be rebuked. They are not living a sinful lifestyle. They are living not a perfect lifestyle, but the kind of lifestyle that is giving glory to God. That when they find themselves in sin, they're quick to repent. They don't have grievous sin. They don't have sin that is, that is the kind that is causing lots of other people to be injured or hurt or stumble. That They are walking in integrity. They are above reproach. They are above reproach in their marriage. The husband of one wife. They're not a womanizer. They're not, they're not uh, chasing after women. They're not giving to lust. They're, they're a one-woman kind of man. And then it describes that they are sober-minded, self-controlled, and respectable. Their temperament is one of which where they think clearly, they're sober-minded, they're self-controlled, they they judge well life situations, and so this self-controlled is the idea of they're they're wise in the way they go about life, and then they're respectable. Others look at them and say, this is the kind of man that I can follow. Additionally, they're hospitable. They're, They're loving toward the outsider, toward the stranger. When they're gathered with the church family, if there's people they don't know, they're eager to meet them, to connect with them, to care for them. They want the outsider to feel loved and connected so they can love them toward Jesus, toward the gospel. They're able to teach. This is, this is an expectation. They have the ability to teach the basic doctrines of the scripture. Now, an elder might not be able to preach, but they should be able to teach. They should be able to sit down with someone one-on-one and walk through a book of the Bible, walk through the Gospels, explain the significance of Jesus, his life, his death, his resurrection. They should be able to disciple someone in how to live a life in light of the Gospel. And then there's a list of 
traps that an elder must master the temptation to fall into. So they're not a drunkard. They, they, don't, they don't drink excessively. They don't get drunk. They're not violent but gentle. They're not, they're not uh, a bully. They're not pugnacious uh, or a striker. This is the idea that they are, they're gentle in their way they lead. They're not intimidating, but rather they're gentle in the, the way they care for people. They're not quarrelsome. They're not always trying to find an argument or they're always contending with someone. They, they're willing to contend for the faith, but it's not everything is a fight with them. And they're not a lover of money. Their, their desire is not how much can they make, but how can they serve? Verse 4 says, He must manage his own household well, with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? This is another requirement. This is a task of an elder. Not only do they teach, but they manage the household of God, which the word manage here is equated with the word care. They shepherd the flock. This means that they rule or they govern. They make authoritative decisions. Sometimes this has to do with dealing with sin in the church. They, they rule when it comes to dealing with sin. But this really is a picture of they, they take responsibility for the life of the church. They, they see issues and they, they wade into the messy issues of the church and of church families. And they, they are there to serve and to care. And then verse 6. He must not be a recent convert. Well, Why? Someone who's a recent convert has the temptation of becoming puffed up with conceit. Literally, this means to be filled with smoke, to be, to be surrounded with conceit. It's like, look how awesome I am. I, I have been serving Jesus only a, a short period of time. I've been following Jesus only a short period of time, and I'm already an elder. Man, I am awesome. Oh, this is a dangerous, dangerous position. And so we must allow someone time to prove their character. We don't want them to fall into the condemnation of the devil who, who was prideful. He tried to, to raise himself up over God and, and to be like the Most High. He, he was full of conceit. And then verse 7, Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders so that he may not fall into disgrace, into the snare of the devil. This is simply saying that outsiders should should look at him and say, this is someone who is respectable. They may not agree with his teaching because the outside world does not believe the gospel. They don't trust Christ. And so when, when a man of God stands on the word of God as their foundation, as their moral compass, of course the world's going to disagree, but the, the outside world should at least say that person is respectful. They're gentle. They're, they're loving. They're a servant. They should see those, those attributes of integrity in an elder. Now, as we listen to this, not everyone's going to become an elder, but this doesn't mean this text is unapplicable to, to the, the vast majority of people who will not become elders. No, this reminds us that, that every believer is to strive for such character. Every believer is to have this kind of Christ-like character. So you might be listening to this. You are called to this. The difference is an elder must be measured and tested for the character qualities that are required of an elder, but every believer should grow in these areas. So let me ask you, how are you doing with that? Are you living a life that is above reproach? Are you maritally or sexually faithful? Are you living a life that's above reproach in that area? How about your, your temperament? Are you sober-minded, self-controlled? Are you respectable? Are you above reproach in your welcoming of strangers? Are you hospitable? Are you able to teach? You should strive for that. 
Do you manage your household well? Are you proving your character over time? How do, how do outsiders think of your, your character and your lifestyle? Is it above reproach? See, every believer is called to this kind of character because ultimately this reflects Jesus Christ and who he is. And this is our ancient way for our modern day.